Hi, welcome to the Real Estate Roundtable, where we discuss all topics real estate. I'm Nick Aarons. Hey, and I'm Steve Crowley. I'm Darren Shepard. And I'm Jimmy Reed, and we're your hosts. Welcome to the Real Estate Roundtable. I am Nick Aarons, and you are? Steve Crowley. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, hey, Steve, what did you want to get into today? I wanted to ask a question that a lot of other agents have been asking me, and that is, how does Nick Aarons do it? So, how does he um, close so many deals each year, and has it always been like this? So, let me just uh, get clarification. How many deals did you close last year? Uh, Last year, I closed 60 transactions. Uh, it was a total of, I think it was 50 or 52 million in volume. Wow. In production. Okay. Uh, the year before, I did 52 transactions. year before, I was at 27. Uh, year before 27, I was at 18. Before 18, I was at 11. Before that, I was at 4. Before that, I was at 1. <laughs> in my very first year as a realtor, 0. Wow. In my second year as a realtor, 1. Nice. My nice. third year as a realtor, they were basically gimmies. Like, <laughs> this guy wasn't going anywhere. He was going to use the agent I teamed up with. A mm-hmm. uh, very dominant agent in that particular area. They to- ho- totally 100% trusted him, and he just basically gave me four humans. Like, hey, they're going to buy, and they're going to use our team. Yeah. And they kept calling him behind my back, saying, does Nick actually know what he's doing? <laughs> Can you, can you coach him a little more? Can you teach him, like, to do this or to do that? And they yeah. told him how bad it was, and then he told me what to do. That's how disastrous I started. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. you weren't always a raging success. No. No, okay. no, no. It's right. been a it, – it's, it's been kind of like that, uh, that movie scene train wreck. With the massive explosion <laughs> on repeat over and over and over. I, I've got way more stories of things that uh, I have totally just botched. I actually botched something just yesterday. Yeah, I looked at Jim and I went, Jim, I did it again. He goes, what did you do? I said, <laughs> here's what I did. I promised myself I would never do this again because it was such a catastrophe last time around. Yeah. When I did this five years ago, when I was yeah. first in the business. And I did it again. I just went, oh, come on. So... No, there's a lot of mistakes, a lot of learning moments, and uh, a lot of pain that has gotten me to where I'm at. Yeah. Okay. And it's not easy to sustain it either. So if I got the math right, you went from four, then you went to 11, then 27, and then you basically doubled that. Yep. And um, so tell me that that process. So going from like four to 11, from 11 to 27, um, I think that's what, I mean, a lot of agents today are like, they're at four, yeah. you know, maybe at one, yeah. but they're, you know, and so they're like, well, wait a minute, I can't even get my mind around 60. Let's, let's just start with that, that lower end and see kind of what we can learn from there or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, experience. um, I would say a lot of it simply had to do with, um, <clears throat> me getting in my own head, my own doubts, my own self-consciousness, getting roadblocking me, mm-hmm. meaning I probably, there's 52 weeks a year, I probably did 51 open houses that first year. Wow. Closed zero people from that. <laughs> My second year, did the same, closed zero people from that. Wow. 
Yeah. So 100 open houses, basically, about. And um, zero people wanted to do business with <laughs> Nick Aaron's. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but it was very obvious to them, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I didn't know how to set expectations. I I just lacked confidence. Uh, still something I, I'm working on. Um, but I'd say the biggest jump for me was the hand me's, the four deals to the 11 deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that was kind of a breaking point where I went, okay, I've got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. I have proficiency. I purposely sat next to my transaction coordinator at my last office mm-hmm. so I could just hear every single deal that was happening start to finish. Mm-hmm. So I knew the entire transaction process, and I knew it well, at least in theory. Yeah. But I wasn't actually there, so in practicality, it was a little different. Right. So that kind of... That gave me a difference in confidence, I would say, that people then started to go, okay, this guy kind of seemed to know what he's doing. Um, I'll, I'll give him a shot. And actually started showing people homes for the first time. Three years into the business, yeah. I met probably, I got maybe 100 people's contact information. I got maybe three callbacks total before that. That was it. Okay. And then of those callbacks, I had, like I said, zero deals from them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. And I'd say that was kind of the, the big breaking point was just uh, displaying more confidence in what I do. Okay. So when you were first reaching out to them, you know, those hundred people and trying to get them to, you know, make an appointment with you so you mm-hmm. could show them properties, what was, what were you, what do you feel like looking back now that you were doing wrong? I, I'm like, where do you want me to start? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still doing all kinds of well, things I mean, wrong. I mean, things that we're doing, you were doing wrong that, um, that's probably common in the industry, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, from what you've maybe seen other agents doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, so where I started, keep in mind, I had really no coaching, counsel, guidance. I'd never right. been in sales before in my life, and I'd never been on commission ever before in my life. Yeah. So it was just thrown into the fire. Here we go. Yeah. Um, I think one of the big um, – so what – I think in the beginning, I was very focused on, okay, I'm going to work on three different strategies to get in front of people at an open house. So I meet somebody at an open house. They're like, oh, Nick seems like a nice guy. I'll get their con, we'll exchange contact information. And then I went, great, what's next? And I went, there's got to be a systematic formula that I can follow that's going to work here. Yeah. So I just started sending everybody MLS trips. Like, hey, I'm just going to send you a bajillion properties. Yeah that didn't work they're like dude you're spamming me like why yeah. are you doing this yeah. these okay. are properties I, that aren't even interested that i'm not even interested in yeah. um you know i would try to kind of put people in a box as to what would work for them to convert them mm. uh the biggest thing i've learned now is to actually totally flip that to do a, a total 180 and ask them what's important to you uh. why is that important to you Oh, you grew up at the beach. You love the feeling of putting your sand, your your toes in the sand and in the, the water, and love seeing the waves break up the beach because it just gives you that relaxing feeling, and it reminds you of being a kid and youthful, and helps you disconnect yeah. from the stress of work. Okay, let's yeah. get you to a point where you're closer to the beach, yeah. so you can bring those those memories back for that person. And so, customizing ev- everything into what is important to the person in front of me was the big shift. Now, that's not so – I snapped my fingers like, oh, yeah, it was just <laughs> presto change over there it yeah, was. Yeah. Not even close to that. 
again, right. total train wreck. I'd start to do that and go, oh, no, i got to put them in my box now. Yeah. And they'd run away. Like, Nick scares me. I don't want to do business with him. Uh, but it's just kind of continuously, you know, sharpening my sword, practicing what I do to get better at that. And it's something I'm still, honestly, mm-hmm. still working on it today. A lot of times I especially under stress, kind of revert back to that, putting people in boxes instead of yeah. uh, focusing on them and what their their wants. Their wants are, their needs are, their desires are. Okay. And so that, uh, not the finger snap, but that very slow, painful shift, realizing I need to learn how to have conversations with people the right way. Mm. That wasn't fun for me to get through. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a fun thing to go through <laughs> ego-wise. Hey, Nick, you don't even know how to have conversations <laughs> with people. I'm like, what? I d- but yeah. I'm conversing with you right now. But no, this is different because it's sales and you're trying to help them. Yeah. Um, to just a lot of different things. Okay, um, I want to stop you just for mm-hmm. a second because you said something uh, I think that's really interesting. You said um, this is sales. And I think what a lot of people think of when they think of sales, they think of, well, you are an expert trying to convince somebody to buy something. So that's a, that's a salesman. That's, your, that's sales. But it sounds to me more like what you're saying is you're trying to find out what do they really want and then help them get it. Am I hearing you right? Yeah, absolutely. Sales is we're professional matchmakers. <laughs> that's what we are. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the only way to do that is to really understand what somebody really wants and why yeah. they really want it. Yeah. Where, where, where can you give and take? And it's exact. It's not the used car sales. But, hey, this car's red and shiny. Therefore, you should buy it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, no, there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. It's what is this person trying to experience over the next five, ten years of their life? Hmm. How can we create that experience for them? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And in ma- match what they want with what's out there, and yeah. put those two things together. Yeah. What inventory there is. So when you're saying matchmaking, you're thinking, I'm thinking, okay, so let's just look at that. And in, in, you know, like online matchmaking, they've got these incredible systems now that are in place that uh, are making <laughs> a lot of money because a lot of people are using them and they're working. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is the person who signs up for it. They're giving their information, and the the company is learning about them. Then they're passing that on, and then other people are doing the same thing, and now they're putting the two together, trying to bring them together. So sounds like you're saying it's important to get to know the client, the you know, in this case, a buyer, and but you also have to know the inventory. You have to also know, understand that, you know, where you're going to direct them, what's that mm-hmm. right match for them. Exactly. There's, there's a lot, uh, and that's, that's what I mean by, hey, this is sales and it's matchmaking. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not, oh, you need a car that gets you to work. Here's a car that gets you to work. It's a '92 <laughs> Honda Civic with 300,000 miles on it. Yeah. And yeah. you just jam somebody. That's, yeah. That's not. Or it's a Ferrari. That's <laughs> not going to work. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. You're gonna make a bigger commission on on a Ferrari. So you're gonna try and sell them the Ferrari. Even though they can't, that's not even what they're interested in. They got a family. That that is where a lot of realtors make big mistakes. Yeah. Is right there. The yeah. the goal of being a successful realtor is to have a past client database to where I could show up after surfing, my hair's still wet, I'm in my you know, my surf shorts and my sandals, and I sh- 
And they're like, oh, yeah, Nick, come on by. And you're all saying, I, I don't care. We're going to use you anyways because we've used you multiple times. Yeah. We trust you. Yeah. You have a really hard work ethic. And you're going to help us accomplish what we want to accomplish. Yeah. And there's that different level of trust there. If you jam somebody into the Lamborghini, yeah. they're going to feel great for about the first week. And then they're going to get that monthly payment bill and go, oh, man, yeah. I shouldn't have bought the Lamborghini. <laughs> what did I do? Yeah. I should have bought the Hyundai. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, they're not going to use you again in the future. So again, that yeah. that professional matchmaking kind of thing and really understanding where somebody's at and what they want and why they want it is is key for that to build a you know a long term and sustainable business in real yeah. estate. Yeah, that's really cool. Wow. Okay, so you started learning how to connect with people and. Um, and ask better questions. One of the things I'm always impressed with is the kind of questions I hear you asking, you know, um, clients when you're on the phone or um, people you're talking to. Um, and they're, um, I mean, what are some of the questions that you are, thing, you know, things that you're trying to discover when you're asking those, when you're asking questions? Um, well, it's, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a, well, a lot of it is what's going on, what's actually taking place. A lot of people will tell me, Nick, I just, you know, just the home, home's not for me. Don't like the floor plan. Let's move on to the next yeah. one. Okay, great. Yeah, we yeah. can do that. Where I, if I ask, well, why? Like, what is it about the floor plan? And they say, well, you know, we don't have an area for a kid's playroom. Well, we've got a couple options at that point. We can explore how much space they need for a kid's playroom. Mm -hmm. We can scrap the home. Or we can now move forward and look at homes that only have space for a kid's playroom. Right. And so understanding their life goals is, is really important. And there's usually a, a question behind the question. Yeah. Again, the floor plan example. The floor plan just doesn't work for our family. I can say, okay, great. Or I can actually get to know them better and help counsel them better. Mm -hmm. By digging a little deeper into what about the floor plan? Okay, mm -hmm. how much space do you need for, for a playroom? Mm -hmm. Just really kind of asking more questions around um, why somebody likes something and why somebody doesn't like something. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. We've, um, you know, when I first came into the business, I used to hear uh, the comment that uh, buyers are liars. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, being here with the REIT team, I've, uh, we have a different motto, and that's that buyers just don't always know what they, they are, are needing and what they're really wanting. Mm -hmm. And um, so, may, yeah, maybe they might tell you, hey, this is what we need or this is what we're looking for, and then come to find out that isn't at all what they're, you know, what they're really looking for. Yeah, ex exactly. We're um, the only way to be that professional matchmaker yeah. is to also be part counselor and therapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, very true. I mean, so often you've heard, even just going back to the matchmaking uh, example, is somebody might be saying, hey, this is the kind of person I, I really want. But in reality, the person they need and the person that's really going to be their, their best match isn't necessarily what they think they want mm -hmm. until they start seeing other options and, and the way, um, you know, another person might interact with them in a better way. And I think it's the same way too. When we're, when we start really learning, like you're saying, you're learning more and more about this person 
you know, how old are their kids? Yeah. Uh, what, you know, do they have a particular school they really like? Um, you know, then that's, is that important to them? Then I shouldn't be showing them properties away from that school district mm-hmm. because they're, they're just not going to be interested and it's not going to be a good match for it. Even though the house might be, they might see a house that's, oh, this is the kind of house we want. Yeah. But if the neighborhood and the community isn't going to fit for their home, I mean, for their family, then that house is, is going to be that Lamborghini. It's going to be fun for a little bit. And then they're going to realize, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, this isn't working. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. what that does is it creates stress and frustration for everybody. Yeah. 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 Nobody wants to be in that situation. Yeah. So if you can find them the right, you, you learn better about what they're looking for. And then you can steer more in that direction. And then, um, like we always say, it's easier to find the right home once you know the, the, the community and the location you want to be in. Mm-hmm. It's, hard to find, it's hard to find the right location and community when you're looking for the home first. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the type of house first. So. Exactly. It's like yeah. a, big, a big thing with people relocating to the area is they don't know different parts of, say, San Clemente. They don't know, different, yeah. they don't know the difference between Mission Viejo and Elisa Viejo. They see a nice area, a lot of green trees, good schools, relatively safe, South Orange yep. County. Okay, great, but they don't know the differences. That Mission, you know, Mission Viejo is going to be older. You're going to have more land between the homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to have a lot more character, a lot more mature trees. Aliso Viejo was built through the 90s up on the hillside there, and it, it's just a much different experience driving through there. Yeah, yeah, yeah very true. Okay, so I think to um, lastly, I think we want to get to. Okay, everybody wants to know. Okay, we got up to eleven. How do yeah. we get to sixty? <laughs> eleven to sixty. Um, what changed in your life? What uh, one thing? Um, what what's that? Me. Wow, that's it. Um, again, it's working on me and myself it, as a person. Uh, being able to have better conversations with people, being able to connect with people on a deeper level, which a lot of that is me being more vulnerable and more open to people I might not know very well. Yeah. Yeah. And them finding out who I actually am, which in the beginning was really scary for me. But now I'm like, I don't care. First time I'm meeting somebody, I'll go sneeze and turn around and say, (laughs) Hey, I'm sorry. I had to sneeze. But what ends up happening is the people I'm able to connect with people a lot more because I'm just myself. Yeah. And the more I can be myself, the better I'm able to connect with people. And the more I'm able to be transparent and vulnerable, the more I'm able to connect with people, and the more they'll reciprocate and do the same. Yeah. And what it does is it makes the business a lot more fun. Yeah. Because now I, I really, I want these people to succeed. Yeah. My competitive nature comes out and go, okay, I've got to get Ann and Tim this perfect property yeah. that they're going to be in for five to seven years so they can start a family, and then they're going to sell that, and then they're going to be really excited to buy the single family home. And I know their goal is to be in Mission Viejo. That starts to really excite me because Mm -hmm. I really get to know these people. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of just jam them in the box example, like I used before. Yeah. Um, So yeah, a lot of personal development and a lot of pain around personal development. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I would say, I would say that's the main thing more than knowing communities or knowing specific floor plans or or whatever else. People want to know they're being helped. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How about uh, systems and teams? Those systems helped. Have those helped you at all? Tremendously. <laughs> um, so where I was at before the read team, I had a yellow legal pad. Nice. Yeah, 
and yeah. I had everybody's name and contact information <laughs> on a little grid. I was yeah. a couple of notes about him, <laughs> and I'd start flipping through, and I had a I, I would write the date I last called, mm-hmm. and if there was any notes there, a little dash notes. Um, I knew okay. I actually had a conversation with this person. This is a quick recap of it. Yeah. Now we've got all kinds of systems integrated, so I can pull up somebody's file and know everything about them, what they're looking for, and how how to how to help accomplish their goals very very quickly. Yeah. Instead of guessing. Yeah. I don't have to guess anymore. Yeah. Uh, and so that's it. I mean, that's just one example. Um, so how big is your database right now? Would you say? Um, good question. So, I mean, is it over? Uh, is it over a thousand? Is it probably? I I think it's around twelve hundred. Okay, so let's say you got so you got twelve hundred. If, if no, actually, actually, you know what? If you take away my agent, professional contacts, yeah. vendors, that kind of thing, I think it's around eight hundred. Okay, eight hundred, nine hundred. So if you have eight hundred or nine hundred, you're not going to keep track of their kids' names, their school districts they're in, their you know. Mm-hmm. So when Somebody calls you, or you're calling them. So, how do you access that information? It's all right there. I don't have to go anywhere. So you've I'd got a you got I a just, CRM. Just the f- all yep, right. It, yep, exactly. Okay. In that CRM, it pulls up the file. I've got everything okay. right there. All right. And then I I'm very particular. I like to put my notes in a way that triggers my memory about who they are. Nice. And then everything just comes right back. All right. And I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's the same way for you. Yep. Instead of yeah, yeah what I used yeah. to do on the legal legal notepad. Yeah, I got a stack of those, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I could take one. You've seen my desk. I am. I it's am actually writer. would be good fire kindling right now because I don't I don't ever go back to look at them because I wouldn't even know where to begin. <laughs> it's overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's being a part of a team has helped me. Put I would say I'm putting in the same amount of hours now doing between 50 to 60 or 70 deals than I was the same amount of hours as uh, when I closed 18. Yeah. yeah. But it's just at a different level because I'm able to help people at a, at a higher level. Yeah. Um, it's more enjoyable and more fun. Yeah. Uh, there's systems and tools to help me take downtime. I've got yeah. you and yeah. other fantastic, you know, senior partners and partners on the team here who can help open doors and yep. who can help assist when need be. Yep. Uh, we've got a badass Gabby over there who's watching me right now. We've got a badass Benjamin who's in the back but busting her butt right now for all of us. Yep. yep. Um, just just a phenomenal support yeah, system. Yeah, we got production partners that are doing the same, opening yeah. doors for us and helping helping clients get in and see properties. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are the questions do you have for me? Well, I don't know. How are we doing, <laughs> Gabby? Yeah, <laughs> okay, five more minutes. Uh, Gabby, questions? She's our producer. Yes. <laughs> with with one of the cutest dogs ever, by the way. <laughs> Flash picture of dog over podcast right now. Yeah. Okay, so Gabby's question is, how do we scale and our, our business and uh, leverage our, um, our systems and our time yeah. um, with, as a team and what we have here at the Reteam? Great question. I would, I would probably answer that by saying 
it comes down to we have a we do um we set our goals once a year and from that from how many from how much money i want to make to how many deals that equates to then i take the number of deals that it equates to and i know i need to enter escrow a certain number of times yep if to enter escrow a certain number of times i have to go on a certain number of appointments to go on a certain number of appointments i have to um i have to make a certain number of phone calls yep and so I break it, we break it down on the yep. team, literally that granular. And I go, okay, how many phone calls can I make per hour? Okay. All the way down yeah. to the hours of calls we need to make. And so if I want to get all of my calls done, and so I know if I just make enough phone calls and follow up with enough people and I do enough hours of that, odds are really, really freaking good that I'm going to hit that income goal at the end of the day. If you fast forward through all that, uh, all that stuff there, so so if nice. I want to leverage time off, great. I'm gonna make a freaking ton of phone calls Monday and Tuesday <laughs> and Wednesday and Thursday, yeah. Yeah. and I'm gonna go take a few days off yeah. because I've done everything I need to do for my business. Um, we task out everything as well. Certain people we need to get back with on certain days. I'll stay ahead of that, um, and so that's that's in simple terms. That's kind of the model we use mm-hmm. um, that I rely on to be able to take time off uh, from our systems and tools. You know, uh, talking about that, um, you know, uh, breaking it down like that, right down to how many calls you're going to make in a day. Um, I know one of the things that I've really enjoyed here at the Reteam is the accountability. Mm-hmm. And that Monday morning call is, uh, is not always <laughs> one I'm looking forward to unless I've achieved my goals. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, so to let you guys know, we have a, uh, a Monday, Monday call and we go over four things and, and here's the questions and here's my answers from last Monday. <laughs> Are you on track with, um, with the amount of dollars of home sales, the amount of volume for the year? My answer was no. Um, second question is, did you make, um, how many first appointments, how many, meaning how many people did you meet last week for the first time? Um, my goal is to meet four new people a week. Last week, I think I did one. Uh, so I was way off there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meaning yeah. I need to make a lot more phone calls to do that, yep. to do the yep. volume. Yep. Uh, third thing we do is, hey, did we have enough social posts for our team? And then we make a team commitment. My commitment yep. last week was I'm going to make 100 phone calls out of my database. Uh, I think I made 86. Okay. So I got close. But that tells me, hey, Phone calls lead to appointments, lead to income, right? Yeah. So yeah. I need to make a lot more calls. Yeah. Um, fortunately, my total volume is pretty close. Uh, it's not too far off from where I want to be, but yeah. it gives us that um, it gives us that path. It gives us it gives me that yeah. blueprint, which is very freeing. Yeah. So I can get to where I want to go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I never had that before this. So I'm just super thankful for everybody around me and the yeah. tools and systems and, yeah. and all that. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Real Estate Roundtable. If you'd like to connect with any of the sales partners here on the REIT team, our information is below and we'd love to chat with you.